How's it going, everyone? We've got a funky new setup we got going on today that we're super stoked to try out. We are here at the Venue by 4M in Harvard, Michigan, in a podcast room. That's right. We're here to party. We're a podcast. We're a podcast. Not only that, we have a guest, like we said we were going to do, and we're getting around to it because we're awesome. We brought an awesome guest. So, sit down, strap in, grab something fun or pause, you'll get Empty out, fill her up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Make sure you follow us on social media too, Zach. What are the socials? The socials will come after I use my second voice. This podcast is for nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So we're actually going to do a thing too where we're going to just kind of put the socials in the bottom corner somewhere so some of this negative space. All right. Especially because every now and then I don't want to say the socials incorrectly. Okay. Throw a four where it shouldn't be there. That's fair. And I'm always bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. The only thing I'm going to add is that uh, we have a phone number now. I got us a phone (gasps) number. You have a phone number. So if you want to call in, leave us a voicemail, ask some questions, the phone number is 734-330-2480. This is terrifying and awesome at the same yeah. time. Yeah, so I am gonna, so for this. Introduce that. So, by the way, whatever you call and say, will be put in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not you at all. Oh man! Oh, I wish I'd have known that before. I would have yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into it then. All right. So our very special guest is here. Sometimes when life happens, you don't know how it's going to happen or how it's going to play out. I happen to meet this amazing director here. While shopping for stuff from my truck, looking for a way to camp and explore, and meeting kindred soul, kindred spirits, as you may say, out in the wild. So, special guest, tell us who you are and why you're here, why you kick ass. Oh, Zach, I'm so happy you asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Heather Irvine. I am a, an Ann Arbor townie that lives in Ypsilanti now, and I'm a writer, producer, director. Um, the founder of Ford Studio B, which is the first time I've ever said that. So check out FordStudioB.com, also on Instagram. Um, anyways, but I uh, filmmaking is my passion. Uh, it is my creative explosion for myself. Uh, but I, I love teaching. I teach at WCC as well. I, I get to talk about horror film and <laughs> public speaking, which is really fun. Yeah. And, uh, and as Zach mentioned, I mean, I, we met at REI and we yeah. recognize each other, right? We, yeah. we like just all of a sudden start talking and it just, you know, it's one of those moments where you just go, I could stand here all day and get paid to talk to you, you know? That's exactly what was almost happening too. I yeah. think too, that was just on the end of the 48 hours was the 48 hour film festival? Yeah, it's the de- well the 48 hour film competition and it was the Detroit okay. city because they happen all over the world in cities all over the world and we were participating in Oh, is that oh me? hey oh. That is that me? That was me. Oh dang. Everyone, phone check. Oh, no, do not, do not We're going to have a, have a, have a, have a, have a graphic right across the screen as a there phone. There we go. There just we hammering go. a phone to pieces to make sure we remember to do that. Don't add work for me, please. <laughs> I'll design it. <laughs> I love how we all go, oh, it's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> Can we jump into that a little yeah. bit? Yeah. I want to talk about the 48-hour film festival because we haven't talked about it, but I am a film student. I went to uh, Spex Howard School of Media yeah. Arts. Yeah. Um, and it's something I've always wanted to do. So what is the yeah. process like? Oh, well, sure. I can only speak from my from my experience. Um, I It all started for me back in 2014 when I got asked to join a team. And I was at Eastern, part of the um, ETV club, and we, we were doing production in studio. But uh, one of the people that we worked with, like our one of our cohorts, was putting together a team for the Detroit 48-hour uh, film competition. And I was like, you know, at that point in your life, at actually in any point in your life, I should say, 
you got to say yes to things if you're going to get yeah. you know, new experiences. So I said, yes. And I showed up and, you know, you end up holding a boom pole or you end up going <laughs> to get coffee or, you know, you're just around to watch the process. Yeah. Now jump forward to 2022. Now I'm the one running the show. I'm the one asking people to show up. Um, and so what does that look like for someone like me? It was I had a crew last year, which was our first film that we got to make after everything shut down. So it was such a, such a, a, a time of elation and, and camaraderie that we just absolutely loved. The, the weekend was just brilliant. Um, and when 2022 was, you know, like in February, you know, and you turn the calendar, you start looking ahead. If you're someone like me, a 48-hour film competition looks like me wanting to get my friends together to make a film. And so I said, hey, I want the exact same crew. I want as much the same as I can do because it also helps me with um, boundaries on what I'm going to choose and who I'm going to choose and who's done, who's proven themselves to me. I just said, I'm going to call it the summer sequel of 22. (laughs) And so that became the tagline of the whole thing because you don't, in a 48-hour film competition, you don't know what you're going to make. Right. You don't know what genre you're going to get. You don't know what the character is going to be. There's so many unknowns, so you just try to control the things that you can. So I just referred to it as SS22, Summer (laughs) Sequel 22, and asked everyone back, gave them a call because nobody gets calls anymore. So And they pick up. They pick up for me. Um, And everybody everybody came back. Um, And so then it's just months of pre-production for only me. (laughs) Everyone else is like, okay, when do I show up? You know, so you start a Facebook page and everybody looks and sees what you're doing, but I'm the only one doing stuff. And I was pre-production for pre-producing for months ahead of time. Okay, so you write in advance of no. this? No. Oh, okay. I don't oh. write. That was my oh. question. You want to know what, what pre-production, pre-production looks yeah. like to me? Pre-production is where can we do it? Mm, okay. Um, and I already know who I've got, but I also, you know, I wanted to plan on swag for my crew. And usually yeah. that's done afterwards. But this time I'm like, I already got a local. I got an SS22. I mean, if you imagine <laughs> SS22, how symmetrical that looks. I'm right. like, well, we're making keychains. <laughs> so, you know, and I needed a hat with Ford Studio B on it. You know, I mean, so I got swag. Um, and then I looked at locations. And then once I had a location set, then it makes you, then you can do other things. I had uh, two Volkswagen um, camper vans. In last year's film, yeah, Song well. of the Song of the Steps is what we made in 2021, and I got those back. I even got a third vehicle. Um, so all of a sudden, I'm networking, pulling in. So now I've got three vehicles that I got coming out there. It was supposed to be four, but we're gonna we're gonna let that go. So vehicles um, on location. Now, what are we gonna eat? What are we gonna you know what's what's gonna happen? What else do I need? Okay, we probably will use smoke bombs. You know, we're probably, you know, yes. maybe I should buy fireworks <laughs> just in case. I mean, and what prop, you know, I'm getting going through my house, making lists of props of everything that I have. What tools do I have at my disposal? Um, and then training my mind. It really is. And I didn't realize that was what was happening until afterwards. Um, actually, even production weekend. I'm training my mind uh, of taking elements of, well, okay, well, what if we get this genre? What if we get dark comedy? What And, and then, you know, th- and we get a. Like the character's a baker. What can I do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I just make up these stories and I'm constantly thinking about it. Um, and, you know, and then I stress for months until production weekend. <laughs> sure. And then yeah. production weekend comes and everybody gets together for that night of where you get your genre um, at 730 on a Friday night. And everybody's sitting around and we're all nervous <laughs> and excited. And they give you your genre, which is, you know, random. And all of a sudden you 
hate it and love it at the same time. You know, it's like, oh no, I really, I really wanted musical this year. Yeah. Um, you don't get what you want, but but actually, what you get is en ends up being what you wanted because right. you made it something really cool. And then the required character, the required prop, and the required line of dialogue. You get all of that. And then for me, since I'm the one, I'm the writer. I mean, that's when you're executive producer and you're the writer, you, you have a bit of control. And this is what I wanted for myself. So I wanted to write. A little bit of control. <laughs> but this is what I wanted. I wanted people to be able to come in for the weekend, basically have film camp. You know, and they just came in and I'm doing everything and then my producers are helping and stuff. But then they get to come in and make a film over the weekend. And, I, you know, I got I get everything covered. Right. And that's the fun part. And, and then and then I just kind of take a break, go off and start writing. And I think that's the part go. that when we talk, it really sings. It's just like being able to have a thing where people can show up, have a great time. It still has a produce, it still has an output. It's still fun. Because that's the one thing, too, I think, like. Work is work. We all know, like, you know, you said, too, pre-production is a lot of stress. Yeah. But it's, it can be a lot of fun, too. Oh, gosh. And, like, I could see how much you lit up just talking about it. You were like, yeah, you know, like, it's a lot of work. I'm super stressed. But it's also a the payoff and the fun aspect is, like, well worth it. Oh, you know, it's, it's like, so, so worth cool. it. it. You get back everything you put into it. Yeah. You know? I mean, when you really are passionate about it and you've really put all, all, so much consideration into it, I mean, the payoff is everybody comes and they're excited to be there. And when you involve them in the process of writing, okay, I need, I need, I need an idea for this. And then they go off, think about it, come back, and they say, okay, all right, if I do that and I you know, bend it like this, now it's in the script, and they're a part of it. And then they get to act in it. And then two days later, we get to watch it. Yeah. I mean, how cool is that? You so write something on a Friday and watch it on a Sunday? Movie yeah. engineering. It's, it's awesome <laughs> is what it is. You know, it's, it's chaotic and brilliant because it's chaotic you know yeah, well it's it's easy to like look at standard studio productions where you're like you're in production for a long time you don't see the movie for like two or three years yeah. it's so cool <laughs> to have that quick turnaround it's really it's it's very cool <laughs> it really is um this year the final product was not exactly how i envisioned it but it's still amazing when you look at it uh what we did in in i mean of course what you see is things that i had been doing for months before but for the crew, they just came in for the week. It was a beautiful, absolutely brilliant. Because that's one thing you can't control is the weather. Yeah, <laughs> you know? That's true. But it was a brilliant weekend. And we just had the best, we had the best time. Especially so great. Like you can't. Well, even before lunch, you don't. Yeah. Actually, the <laughs> short story of Song in the Steps from 2021 was supposed to rain. Like, I mean, you could see the rain on the radar coming. You wow. knew, we knew it was going to rain. We had to get these shots in before. It, but I wrote the script imagining that the final scene at the concert, they would be just pelted with rain. Okay. So I wrote it to be in the rain, and then it didn't rain. Oh. So if you watch it, imagine that they're just doing their thing with just rain on their faces. So, you know, I mean, but then Mother Nature decided to change her mind. So, yeah. but that's all right. Right on. That's okay. You roll with it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. What, yeah. Else, what other choice do you have to? You know? Exactly. Yeah. I love to, just like for those of you who don't know, Heather's wearing a Star Wars shirt, so SS22, all I do is envisioning that in the Star Wars logo, just like coming down with uh, the galaxy in a, in a town far, far away, a story known like <laughs> any other. One person sets off, starting off holding a boom mic, and then becomes a writer, executive producer of 4B Studio. Oh, this man. is their tale of the 48 hours to whatever. That's <laughs> 48 such a great hours. idea. I wish I thought of it. I'm like a little bit mad that I didn't think about it. You but you're right. That. I mean, but you, you never yeah. know where that inspiration is going to come from. Is I literally was just typing, well, what is this going to be? It's going to be a sequel in the summer of the year 22. And it was when I wrote it and I saw it that I went, well, now. 
now we're there. You know, we're there. We've got some. So that this whole Star Wars inspiration is, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. That's a great idea, Zach. You mentioned, too, that you had people coming in. So the pre work was before. Were they people who were, like, not, like, coming in? They were still in Michigan or they were traveling to Michigan? Kind of where did you, where did they come from that you worked with before? And where did you decide your location based on availability and, like, yeah, these are great questions. These are the questions that producers ask themselves. What's your epicenter? Yeah, you know, and our epicenter is generally Ypsilanti. Okay, um, which is happens to be where I'm at. But we all met at Eastern Michigan. Most of us met at Eastern Michigan University, gotcha. which is right down the street from where I'm at. Ford Studio Bay B is what we're called because that's where we did a lot of our work together. Is in Ford Studio B oh, okay. on Eastern's campus. They don't own it. They don't own the name. I own the name now because <laughs> um, they didn't even think to. So um, where are people coming in from? Not out of state. Okay. Well, actually, I did, that's not true. Casey came in from Chicago, um, the oh. Chicago area. So Casey, my producer, worked has worked now. This is the third film I think he's worked with us with me on. Um, so, yeah, he came in for the weekend. Um, Royal Oak, Milan, uh, Wixom, Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti. So... But it's it's our cohort of students that work together. Nice. So then, where should we shoot if we've got people kind of, you know, yeah, scattered yeah. about? Um, this my goal for this particular year and project was to make it as big as I could possibly do in this amount of time and with yes. my limited budget. Yes. <laughs> I, I right. <laughs> I sold my motorcycle. Okay. Um, I needed a budget. I have, I have to pause it. Yeah. What did you ride? Oh. How long have you been riding? What did you ride? What was? I when I graduated, I told myself I wasn't going to get my endorsement until I got my bachelor's degree, okay. and that was in 2017. So I got my my diploma one weekend, and the very next my endorsement, and then I bought my motorcycle the following week. Nice. And I've always wanted an 80s era Honda. Okay. Always, and oh. because that's my. Mm. <laughs> the Urban Express was my first. The Honda Spree was my second. There you go. And now, and then I had a 1982 Honda Nighthawk. Ooh. Yeah, 650. Okay. And it was beautiful, blue, that I called Hank, if you can imagine <laughs> the Blue Beast, because I'm a nerd. And, <laughs> and <laughs> did, you, did you, when you drove it, did you imagine the exhaust sound like Kelsey Grammer or like the 90s oh. X-Men cartoon beast? I actually the Kelsey Grammer. I mean, okay. I just like the blue fur. Kelsey and... Grammer did Beast properly, and I think oh, every other so. Beast since then. Like I, if you look at listen to old episodes, I dismiss yeah. First Class and everything of that like timeline just okay. because like, they made all of the X Men angsty teenagers, and that's they not did. what I grew what? up watching. Sorry. And and I'm no, I'm not fully immersed in the universe. I just kind of pick the things that I I like, and I really like the Blue Beast. Logan just... was right. They did Wolverine yeah. right. And he's going to be reappearing for Deadpool 3, so. Yeah, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Ryan Reynolds did a, he posted a video. He's like, I've been, like, hard at work on writing Deadpool 3, and the only thing I could come up with is bringing Hugh Jackman back. <laughs> and Hugh Jackman walks by behind him, and Ryan was like, hey, do you want to play Wolverine again? Yeah, sure, Ryan. Why and not? I keeps walking. I don't know. Let me see. You know, like, check your watch. Yeah. Um, okay. You know. <laughs> I don't know. When you get to that level, is it about what you – I don't know. I, so. I just wonder because I think, like, Jeff Daniels did, you know, Dumb and Dumber 2, you right. know, and yeah. I remember him talking. It doesn't matter how good it was. He yeah. just wanted to do it again, yeah, you know. Yeah, for the love of, yeah. Yeah. Jim Carrey again. So, you know what? When we all get, like, that, we're going to be like, we're going to do this. 
Oh yeah. You know, we're gonna keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I see no free. reason. To, I see no reason to stop, especially now that we have a way that you see how shiny my head actually gets potion. Oh my god. <laughs> No, oh my God. You should see this, America. Oh. Call, I, I can attest. Cruz, it is shining. Does Terry Crews call me Terry Bruce? Oh, snap. <laughs> I love Terry Crews. What's not to love about Terry Crews? Nine, nine. Right oh, nine, nine. You know yeah. what? I, I need to get in the know with that show. I, it's, I need, it's a I need great to catch up. It's, it's a great show. And it, I didn't expect it to be, but like, honestly, watching Andy Samberg grow through that show was yeah. incredible. Like, it was just great. He's really clever. Yeah, I I've, really, I really yeah. think he's great. I've come to after watching a couple of times. I really come to appreciate uh, Joe Lo Trulio's performance as Boyle. Oh yeah. Because oh. like I generally don't like. I didn't like Boyle because I thought he was just a nosy, just a nosy pain in the ass. Honestly. Yeah. But after coming back and watching the actor do it, I can tell myself there's no one who can better play that role besides him. Oh. Man, and see? I've come to appreciate that based on like watching that. But if I had a person like that in real life trying to be in my way all the time doing that, it would just not fly. I'm sorry, I can't but do that. You are boil in that you're a foodie, so you do. The things I them. eat are not like boil level. No, Boil's a whole yeah. like I don't. He takes I, it very seriously though. Do a real like I don't. There's a really, there's a, <laughs> there's too, a line. Too much, I appreciate. No, he grows. What's the too whole far? Thing. Like, give me an example of what <laughs> what's foodie. The or him. Like, what? why do you say that he's more of a foodie than you? Well, because he'll, like, he likes intestines, honestly. Oh, shoot. I don't okay. do, I don't, I don't All do, right, I, I think don't, that's where my don't, line is. I don't, <laughs> do, I, don't do, I don't do intestinal tracts. No. I just can't. Yeah. Oh, I won't. I refuse. <laughs> will you do the tongue, will you eat tongue, like in a taco? I've had, I've had lengua. I've had, okay. I've had cabeza before. So I've had brain, I've had tongue. Okay. They aren't my, they aren't my favorite cuts because they're also still rather chewy, but also yeah. like it's consistency for me. Like it is consistent for me too. Yeah. Big calama time. Calamari, intestine, tongue, heart, eh, liver, eh, like pro like organs I don't think really need to be eaten because we use a process of out of your body. So why am I eating animal toxins? That and that's, I I'm although gonna that. I got to say, I really like calf's liver. That's fine. I just, ba but it's like the bacon that saves it, though. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I just I really love it. Yeah. So, so I've had a lot of the parts of the animal. I just you know I'll try some. I try a food once just to see. Oh sure. I can't hate it if I don't know that yeah. I like it or not, which is the basis of most of my career. I don't know. I think sometimes <laughs> you can look at the consistency of something and go, nope. Oh it's yeah. Not gonna at this be, point, that's at not this right. point, I'm like I'm good. Like I've you know baby pickled octopi, I'm great. No. I was just in Italy like <laughs> a month ago. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, it really it sounds bad. Yeah. 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 That's too many words. My friend was with me. Why does baby need to be in there? Or that like they've only been pickled for a short period of time? We were at a sushi restaurant. She's like, oh, this looks good. We should try it. I was like, I don't like calamari. I'm not going to like this. She's like, just have it with me. And I was like, fine. And I was just like, you know, I just... I just this is like all gristle. Oh. I don't like gristle. I don't gristle. I don't like gristle. I don't like gristle. Yeah. No. Yeah. If I get if I get a piece, I'm done. That's yeah, it. I'm, I'm done. Gonna, it's like yeah. you know the the eat machine. People turns get mad off. at me like, well, you didn't finish that wing. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I got the parts way. I wanted. I'm yeah. the same I don't have to way. prove it to you. Look how big and strong I am. I need to prove to you how much I know how to eat food. That feels like <laughs> exclusively a chicken wing thing too. I feel like people mm. judge you based chicken on and much. ribs. Yeah. Well, ribs too. Yeah. Ribs also, are the same. Ribs I can give to my dog. Chicken wings I can't. Right. Oh. <laughs> Do you know it took me a while to get onto the whole um pig like belly, pork belly? Yeah. Because yeah. it's all fat and if now I'm like all over. I it. will say, Bow Boys. Bow Boys. Bow Boys. Yeah, Do it tomorrow. When they when they yeah. make their their pork belly bow buns, uh -huh. they render the fat perfectly so there is no like 
chewy, glutinous nonsense. Also, rice wood. Does a great job at pork belly. Rice yeah. wood. Where's that? What? Okay, next time. Ricewood has not one, but two locations. One off of Packard and one off of Maple Road in Ann Arbor. Yeah. In my old neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. Like where? Because I grew up around Jackson Avenue. Maplewood, uh, Maple off of Maple, like, the Plum Market. Plum Market. Okay, yeah. so yeah. in the Maple Village Shopping yeah. Center. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Where the old Fox Theater used to be. Yes. Which is now the Plum Market. Which is now the Plum Market. Right. It is. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. My good friend, Brian Duma, was like the manager there. He was the coolest thing ever. You know, back then, yeah. in the 80s, you know, it was like, if you were a manager, you got free popcorn. You to go to the movies. And we just thought he was so cool. So, or when I used I to work at that Plum Market, that's when I found out it was a movie. It was a grocery. It was a movie theater before because the bones of the building of the movie theater are still there. Yeah. So, if you look up, you still see like the back galley and everything. It's really wild structured. Oh, yeah. And again, that movie theater at the mall? Yes, I worked right across the hall at the Jonathan B. Pubs. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Jonathan I, B. Pub. I would go there all the time. Oh yeah. That was that was such a great theater. I miss it. Well, it was okay. Um, just, <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. Childhood memories sliced, <laughs> sliced to pieces. Well, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, as in the seating experience, yes. Okay. Like as a short person, they were a little bit more, you know, like yeah. angle. It was a little more stadium seating than okay. others that had, you know, been around. Yeah. But when you work at the bar across the hall, and and the um, like the horror show, like. It comes. It ends. Not the horror show. What am I thinking of? It's the Rocky Horror, Rocky horror Picture, picture show. show. Oh my gosh! When that lets out, you get a rush at like you know two o'clock in the morning. You're like, oh man, I'm just ready to go home. Yeah. So that's where my that's you know fair. that's where I come from when that's it comes fair. to that. So. I knew I picked a good pairing for the guest in this podcast. I have zero context. I'm not from Michigan, so I have no oh, idea. Oh no, of I know this place yeah, whatsoever. This year went out a while. Ago. So okay. This, it Long be, time. Um, this was like, I would go there in high school. Like, yeah. I foolishly went to go see Bruno with my girlfriend and her mom, not knowing what that movie was oh. about. What's Bruno? Oh, now you're gonna have to explain it because yeah. I haven't seen so, it. Oh, that's right. Mariah? Oh yes. Okay, so same guy. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Sorry, that's enough. Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. yeah, but it's like exclusively like hardcore <laughs> gay sex. Oh. <laughs> and, and her family was very religious, and I was like, "This is a nightmare. I have to get out of here." That's what honestly so yeah, at this point you should just stay there and sit there, just looking dead, just dead eye contact yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Whole or time. leave and let yeah. them hash it out later. Right. You know, <laughs> just leave. I'll meet you at home. Yeah. So what? Like, what did you talk about afterwards? Did you go <laughs> for real? Oh yeah. The car ride home was yeah. Well, the mom had a newborn and also brought the newborn to the showing. Oh my gosh. I was like, I knew it wasn't going to be like appropriate for a newborn. I didn't know it was going to be that bad, but I was like, probably shouldn't bring the baby. Um, well, that's you know, not your fault, I though. Mean, they didn't do their homework. I'm sorry, yeah. but I'm like, you know, if I was like five rows behind and thinking like, I was in this film, you know, Bruno, and somebody was breastfeeding in it, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking the other side of the story is probably like, pretty like, good. Like, like, yeah, they, right. like to, they like to party. <laughs> that's so funny okay yeah. so one thing yes. i want to bring up too you both you both indulge in a in a genre that i don't hang out around too much mm. i want to know calvin we talked about this a little bit before with you but now we're gonna hear from you we're gonna start kind of do a um, favorite horror movie Ooh. but i'm gonna block you both off by timeline so mm. okay. your favorite horror movie used to go from i'm gonna say 89 to 96. Oh, dang. And for you, Heather, you have to go from 96 to 2005. Ooh, okay. Favorite horror movies. Um, 
can make it too easy for either of you. 2006. Well, that you said 89 for me. 89 to 96 for you, and for Heather, 96 to 2005. Okay, I know. That that blocks off some of my. I know, I know. I I couldn't put it too much in like the. So there's about a, this, yeah, there's about a year of overlap between the two yeah. of you. Yeah. You kind of cross so, over. Here, okay, let me, so I'm going to, I have to put myself in context, right? So yeah. I had my first, I had my second baby in 1995. I was playing with You know, so I'm like having to fit it in my life. I was playing, 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 playing with Power Rangers at the time. Oh. I, was <laughs> my, my, I was Mighty Morphin. You know what? I don't I have any sharp morphin. objects, but I bet you. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. And then 19, then 2006. Okay, mm-hmm. I got to think so I feel like around the 2000s, there were a lot of the same type of horror movies, but yeah. some kind of popped up and were, we had a lot of like, um, not like Silent side, side Hill. Yeah. And Saw I didn't see there. it. I didn't, Saw. I didn't go. I, here's the thing is uh, until I became a latter adult, mm-hmm. like, and, and I'm talking like into my forties, I think I kind of avoided horror in the theater okay. because it scared me so badly. Yeah. Fair enough. And I've gotten... And I used to say desensitized, but actually, I think it's that I've learned more about what I'm scared about. Okay. So I'm I, I I react differently. Let's pivot. Now. Let's pivot this then. What changes have you seen in horror over the last like since you started liking it to what you see now to where it started helping separate, I guess, the enjoyment from the actual genuine fear. That's a great question. For me, it was knowing myself. It was. When I got sober in 2009, mm-hmm. so that, and then I had some time to play with these new sobriety tools and and turn them back on me and really learn and think about the things that are important to me and and that scare me and like any trauma that I might have endured. Right. Um, so that started to really change. Actually, I think in the 2010s, like 2010 to to present. Okay. And. I, it was things dealing with the occult, again, out of my control. Okay, yeah. Things that I don't want to talk about because I'm afraid they might be real kind of things. Okay. So the conjuring comes up to me. But that would be, uh, yeah. again, in the, in that, later than the time frame that you gave me. Right, right. And we can, like I said, this is just yes. to kind of to spark the interest now. Yeah. And we can get, we can totally... 86 that question and that's apply. cool it, yeah. it just I'd, I but I, if I looked at a list or I'm trying to think of when I don't know that I saw many horror films because I had young children yeah. you okay that saying? makes sense so you didn't yeah. take I, the baby to Bruno basically I didn't even really see many <laughs> but look, when you have young children and you get a night off I remember thinking I don't want to go to the movies now I'm wasting two hours of my time yeah. you know when I can be you know doing that's, something else or that's sleeping that's fair okay yeah, yeah. Did, it, you, did something come to mind for you during that time period yeah um, so like for me, horror, my love of horror started in film in general. Started, um, it's not picking up now for some reason. How about this? Hey, yo, okay. hey, yo. Um, okay, that's a little better. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my, my love of horror started, um, my dad showed me Child's Play. Oh, um, how old were you? Oh, seven, maybe. <laughs> Did he young. know it was a scary oh, film? Oh, yeah. He knew what he was doing, he was trying to terrorize me. Okay, so I, I have my terrorizing story, okay, too. Oh, so go ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, that was my love of horror um, came out of that, out of this very traumatic, like, yes. like that. Like, it was a really fucked up movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I and it kind of fits in with your, the short film you did in 2019, kind of. Um, yeah, I think that's just, like, I, that series has, like, remained really important to me for whatever reason. 
Um, I think, I think. Well, what, let's because, explore whatever reason. What is it? I mean, is it because it was the first time that? Maybe, yeah. You I know, think it's you like have the first strong time. memories attached to it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. My, oh my god, my dad used to like put me in the basement and like <laughs> close the door <laughs> and like scream Chucky and like. <laughs> like oh my god. Not to, not to Do you need a Xanax right, right yeah, now? Because yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was the birth of my anxiety too. Oh, I'd sure. start fighting straight yeah, up. Yeah. Um. Do you talk to him? Is your father still with us? Yes. Okay. Yeah, do yeah. you talk to him about this? Oh yeah, and he thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> he thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It's so do you? Okay. The important question is: Did you? Do you ever get him back? Oh, all the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, he's gonna get it really good at some point. I've. I've been watching a lot of horror since yeah. it's around Halloween, so I've got a ton of stuff I want to show. We could make I'm that so our forty-eight glad. hour movie submission. Just let him not know he's even in a movie. Oh, that would be great. He could be like that guy in the meme. He goes, "What the hell is even that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. That would make me so happy. Oh, we could make a whole film around somebody who doesn't know they're in it, like a total. Like, we would Truman definitely have to. We definitely have to make sure that everyone around him knows it's happening. Yes. Otherwise. The real police oh, can show up. Like we have a real problem. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love Bowfinger, by the way. I love that film. Love that. I, I should say, I, I feel like I'm talking bad about him. That said, he really like pushed me to like get into film. He would oh. like he would make all these horror movies with us. He would play as like the killer with me and my cousins. He We'd did. be like 12 years old, and he plays the killer. And we're like in our neighborhood at like midnight, not telling our neighbors what's going on. And he's like chasing after us, screaming with a knife and stuff. And like the cops could have been called. Oh my gosh. Um, that would not have happened where I grew up. No. Yeah. yeah no. Oh no. Would I grew up in Los Angeles? Oh my gosh. You can't run around with a knife anywhere and have the cops not show you. No. Oh. No. 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 And no. this was where? <laughs> this you is did, Ann Arbor. This is yeah. Ann Arbor. Yeah. Um. Because now your father went from like, oh my god, who is this person to oh. <laughs> that is really sweet. And then we'd show it to like all of our relatives, and they're like, "We're not bringing our kids over <laughs> oh anymore." Like, and now crazy. you learn. Now you learn your dad's plan was to secretly make sure no one came yeah, over. He, the house. He, well, he openly admits he hates kids, so that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's because he treated you like a tiny adult. Yeah. Is what oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. All right. So my terrorizing story was my mother. Um, my parents divorced when I was young, and my mother had. Uh, this boyfriend and his name was Ed and we loved him. So we loved Ed. Um, and he would, he would take us to movies every so often. And I remember he took us to this one film that I didn't know what it was, but he sat me down <laughs> to watch this film. And it was the shining. Oh, no. <laughs> and I have a twin brother. Okay. And so we, after that film, and I mean, I was, I mean, I was horrified. Yeah. I mean, it's truly, absolutely, I, you know that thing where you, you can't look away because you got to see what's going to happen? Oh, yeah. Because otherwise your imagination is going to be worse than whatever you see. Yeah. And I mean, and we went home and, and <laughs> I remember David and I, my twin brother, like, I got to go to the bathroom. And he's like, you know, I don't want you to leave me. And I'm like, well, great. You come to the bathroom and you skip behind the shower <laughs> curtain while I go and then we'll swap, you know, because we couldn't. And a bathroom, too, after the shining. Like, the, the, yeah. those yeah, bathrooms, right. oh, you know? That's the worst scene. I know. It's oh horrible. And there's two bathroom scenes that you're yeah. like, ugh. And, yeah. and, I mean, we just, we couldn't leave each other's sides for, it, I mean, at least a week. And I'm not even exaggerating. It yeah. was, a, like, we just went everywhere together um, because we were just so afraid. Yeah. That and Alien got me pretty good, too. Alien's yeah. scary. Yeah. 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 I think, for me, my dislike i would say yeah. of horror is the uh same reason i don't like a lot of ton of action movies these days now 
is how they justify things happening to people mm-hmm. that are super not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, like mm-hmm. sexual assault. There you go. Yeah. Not my. Not I can't sit and watch that. Like yeah. yeah. Like last house. Not last house on the left. Can't. Like I actually stormed out. I just wasn't feeling it. I can't yeah. do that. So, the original or the remake. The remake. Like, yeah. No. We t- we talked about that a couple episodes oh, back did, too. Yeah, where yeah. I kind of like said, no, nah, I don't. I just don't play that game and. You don't if you can tell a good story, you don't need that because those aspects. Yeah. So I agree. I'm out. Um yeah. when it comes to like the moral of things that like you mentioned the conjuring, I kind of laugh at those movies because it's like, okay, you're taking some liberties about like different kinds of faith and like, well, look at the CGI on that. Like, whoa, that thing looks really scary. And like, you know, I'm like my horror experience is there's different monsters that I don't like for a very particular reason. Ooh. Like Casper, you can't punch him. Oh. Everyone else, you have a chance to like at least get a good couple of hits in. <laughs> like the fact that Jason hasn't been just shot yet, I don't. I know, get, right? Like, nobody shoots like, him. Jamie Lee Curtis is pissed enough to just <laughs> cap him. What is the problem here? Like, <laughs> you just oh, he's coming back. No, he's not. Just <laughs> took off the mask and just like, okay, bye, Jason. He went to space. He fought he, Freddy. Like at that point, they all became jokes. They went like, to space. When Jason, did that happen? Jason X. Jason went to X. Space? Yeah. Yeah. Jason X. Yeah. He was yeah. in. He was in a space station. They're like, he followed us to space, and it's like, come on, man. But isn't yeah. that the trope though? The unkillable monster. I mean, we ha- yeah. that's yeah. just. I, I mean, mean Dracula is unkillable. But for in the my most mind, part. like growing up, you have to fight. There is no yeah. really flight yeah. in you, oh. and like you know, so a ghost is like haha laughing at you while I throw I'd be mad that the ghost can like touch things and poltergeist stuff through my house and I'm just like dude you can touch stuff but I can't touch you that's not fair and he's just laughing at me throwing stuff at me I'm like okay well <laughs> this is dumb like <laughs> werewolf I'm like you're but, just a big wet dog but, but you know Casper's friendly so Casper's a friendly he, ghost he doesn't you know what but he exactly. can't keep his he can't keep his like buddies under control so like you know what who I would have on my fight if I had a chance to stay puck marshmallow man Oh, oh, he would great. kick some I, butt. I, I call him in. Like, yeah. we need this. To Why not? Right now. <laughs> I mean, come on. So I feel like those. I feel like for me, like the horror genre, like if a good story is being told, yeah. it's a good story. Things are just like I think I watched Orphan, which is like a wild one. Like yeah. Orphan is a wild, wild story, and even the reveal of that when he's like, "Oh, it's actually someone who's like forty but looks like a you know twelve year old." I'm like. What is happening right now? <laughs> she put her arm in a vice and broke. What is happening? Oh so like gosh. it's just that movie's just that's nuts. But I think because I don't really know going into it what's gonna pop up as the motivator for anything or what can they can get away with, I just prefer to avoid it because I don't wanna have to deal with that. That's so interesting that you know, that our demographic, you know, area where we grew up influenced how we I mean, it, it makes sense, right? How yeah. it would influence how we logically approach what a horror film. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the things that you had to grow up, that they just don't make sense. Like, that's not scary. You know, yeah. we, like there's stuff out here in L.A. that's really scary. For right. for me in Ann Arbor, it was it was the, um, you know, someone coming into my house. It was the it was that monkey that my mom stuffed monkey that she had in her closet like oh, that's gosh. so I'm, I'm, you know like that's <laughs> my, grandmother did, have, my grandmother did have dolls yeah i'm like yo these depression dolls gotta go oh, like and i don't mean like i don't mean like i don't mean like they were depressed i was like she had them from the depression i was like listen I, <laughs> these busts and stuff that you've collected that are prize artifacts you gotta yeah. turn these bad boys around they're weird <laughs> i don't I, if i roll over in the middle of the night and i see it watch me I'm like no i'm good <laughs> <laughs> wait till morning just like sitting there later okay but you you're know, done still, it still gets me i mean to, the negative space that we made in 2019 that luckily the genre that we got was p- possessed item 
I okay. think it was I, it, something to the effect of like possessed item. And so I was like, oh my gosh, it's got to be a doll. I mean, yeah. it's got to oh, be yeah. a doll because I, you know, did you ever see Talking Tina? In in mm-hmm. Twilight Zone, no, no. Oh. I mean, just or or oh, the okay. ventrilo- yeah, yeah. ventriloquist dummies that oh, yeah. like who's the dummy Goose and who's <laughs> no yeah. okay. Yeah. So I mean, I, that stuff always <laughs> freaked me out. Is yeah. you know if if something took over, I, I don't know. It just it, that always really freaked me out. So I think for me, old world mythical horror is different. Also, I will oh. say I enjoy that more, but I also have like a love affair for stories pre industrial revolution. Okay. I feel like once we hit like the steam age or industrial revolution, things became more like, oh, we're in the, the time of the 1800s and we have the steam machine. You lost a lot of the magic that came with stories. Mm. So like you mentioned about cursed items. So like the cursed sword, Masamune, stuff like that. And like old samurai films, like it possessed people and ate a thousand souls and crap like that. Yeah. I enjoy stuff like that. Like that I can get behind. Um, there's a couple of animes we've watched that like have horror aspects to them that are really, I like, susp- I like suspense. Yeah. You I like love suspense. suspense. I love a good mystery. I love a good like. I love I, <laughs> suspense. Um, heist are always oh. fun to watch. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Heists are fun. Heists are great. The Ocean series are, are both kind of my my favorite things. Um, well, less look, so the one the original one, just because of you know certain yeah aspects. I but, hear you. Oh, <laughs> I watched that not that long ago, and I was like, wow, this movie's yeah. real racist. So, I watched it all the time as a kid. That was like our New Year's movie. We'd watch the original Oceans. Yeah. And, I was like, oh, this is so much fun. And then, like, Kayla was like, oh, we should watch it. It's like, sure. And then I'm like, this movie is so, so racist. It's so bad. Why is it so racist? It's so bad. It does like not go well. Yeah, like, why is I know. Because <laughs> uh, people are racist. Uh, Can I tell you something real quick I, that pertains to this? I'm so yeah. glad you said it. Because when I was making The Legend of Lake Lore, which is the 48-hour film that, we just, that I just released on Halloween that we made in the summer, um, I wanted... What did it, I wanted a Scooby-Doo ending with an Ocean's Eleven finish. Ooh. Oh. Wow, what a pitch. Okay. There you go. I love yeah. that. And our, our genres were suspense thriller, which is one, and then legal film for the other. So when you think legal film, what do you think? Of? I, I know where my mind went. I was like, legally blonde? <laughs> How am I supposed to make that a suspense thriller? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Pelican Brief or The Firm? You know, how, what am yeah. I going to make? And was then it, I figured Jerry? it out. <laughs> I said I was say Aaron Brockovich, but like right, Jerry yeah. Maguire at the same time. Oh so yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, well, where do you go? What do you mash up? Yeah. And so I, I, I knew what tools I had, and I, I made it about a boundary dispute. Okay. That's so really there you cool. go. Yeah, it is so really cool. So everyone watch that. It's on your YouTube channel. It right? is on the YouTube channel. Yes. Okay. All right. We yeah. will link. Actually, that in do the I show have notes. it? Yeah. It's actually on FordStudioB.com. You could go okay. see okay. it right now. We're gonna so. put all the links. Go check out the show notes. Check out her stuff. So also, what I was going for in the end, yeah. Scooby Doo, <laughs> and Ocean's Eleven finish. So that's that's what I was shooting for. I like that. And honestly, like we have. Okay, cool. We're good on time still. Um, oh yeah. One of the things that we talk about a ton. One of the things that like launched the podcast was the score of games, movies, TV shows. And one of the things that really drew me in, I still listen to to this day when I have especially a, a work day going on where I don't want to listen to like yeah. speed, death, or thrash metal yeah. on the way so to you, work. You don't have to pay attention to it and it's there. It's I ambient. will go on the yeah. Ocean's Eleven soundtrack. Is that right? Yeah, I will. I love the score for that movie. The 12, 11, 12, and 13, I have it on Spotify. I'm going to have to check that out yep. because I think I could absolutely dig it. So yeah. with that being said... I have a two-part question for both okay. of you that you actually can't answer this time. Okay. Favorite movie score, and if you were going to do another 
favorite movie score, and if you're going to work with a not soundtrack musician, score, score, mm. so all things included, and then if you're going to work with a musician to also bring in for oh. your 48 hours. Oh, I already have the answer to that. Yeah, see, I knew it'd be easy because I, yeah, I tried to get them. I tried to get them. Yeah, I tried to get them. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. I, oh, well, I, let's I, start with you. Yeah, let's do it. Um, score, I might have to think about for a second. So oh, I'm going totally. to skip yeah, on yeah. To, to part two. Um, I was working. I was in the car with husband, um, Drew. Like he cares. Um, you know, like he's going to listen to this. Shout but to but Drew. Uh, Drew. <laughs> Drew. I love you, Drew, but you don't love this. Um, okay. So we're in the car. And he, I, lo- I love, one of the things I love about him is he, he um, exposes me to music that I wouldn't normally listen to. And so I'm in his car and something comes on the radio. And it's an 80s band that I've never heard of before. Okay. The Cocteau Twins. Do you know them? No. No. Don't. Neither did I. But I'm like, I really loved it. And in that moment... I was listening to this, thinking about how I don't know what film I'm going to make in July. I just know that it's March or April, and I'm listening to this going, what if I got this music? Because I think I could bend it. Mm. I think I could manipulate this sound to be whatever genre I wanted it to be. Okay. And so I pursued it, um, got as far, I mean, call it. I'm calling London. <laughs> and London called me back. Uh, and it turned out because it's a 48 hour, because I didn't have a script yet, because I didn't have a genre or anything, you know, I'm just saying, I want your song for something. You know, they were like, we need to know more. And it just, it just didn't come together. But mm. the Cocteau Twins, the song is Watchlar. That's the one that I tried to get for my film. Okay. And I still like to listen to the I now know the Cocteau Twins and their a lot of their catalog because of that moment in the car I was like I can use this music that's so cool so yeah so yeah. listen give it a listen yeah, okay. yeah. check it out yeah. yeah what about you um artists that I would want to put in my movie it seems like a cliche answer but man I love every time Trent Reznor does a soundtrack for okay. a movie yeah I think he does some really cool stuff really ambient stuff which is usually ambient. my okay. my vibe um, that's usually what I like. So I would love to do like um, either a thriller or a horror with him scoring it. I think that would be fun. That so. would be really fun. My yeah. favorite intro, to, I didn't realize what was a Trent Reznor song, was to Fight Club when it shows like the 3D going from the gun into um, Ed Norton's face. Oh, yeah. That whole intro song is Trent Reznor. I didn't know that. Spoilers actually. for oh, Fight Club. Oh, I didn't Club know that. If you haven't seen Fight Club. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> if you haven't seen Fight Club, yeah. okay. It's, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm just joking. That's your I know, problem. I know we can't talk about it, but you should go watch it. <laughs> nice. Nice. How could, we, have, we haven't had a Fight Club episode. I would love to talk oh. about Fight Club. I think that would be just great. Toxic, room, toxic rent, masculinity? You want to talk about that? Rent yeah, the room, absolutely. Yeah. Rent the room and just... But I still loved it. it yeah, you know, oh, yeah. you know yeah. Brad Pitt's like sculpted abs are really just a goal for me in general. Oh, Boy, hey, so. I, mine too. I, I mean, next, you know, next, I just, uh, either this Halloween or next like, Halloween, I'm going to wear a red jacket and be Zach Durden. Nice. Drag myself around. So I'll have to figure out a way to make an, a doll of myself that also would look weird me dragging around. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. Brad Pitt has surprised me. I, I didn't used to be. I turned him off like as a, like, in a, you know, eh. And but but he won me over with Burn After Reading. Oh, Burn After Reading was crazy. And then is part of that the Coen Brothers though? Yeah. Oh well, of course. But I mean, but still, when you look at Brad and his delivery of that character, that's different than anything I'd ever seen him done do before. I just I just thought he was great in that. He really won me over. But then notions for me was Mm. oh rusty. He's always eating. I just think it's hilarious. They did it on purpose. It was amazing. Oh God, I love it so much. So him and pairing with that with George Clooney, and then um. The uh, Hollywood 
Tarantino film. Oh, Give it to me. Uh, Once Upon a Time, Once in, upon Hollywood. A time yeah. in Hollywood. I was like, oh, I have arrived at Brad Pitt. I know. It feels <laughs> like a resurgence for him, oh, that movie. I, and he that. won. I mean, he won and well-deserved. I just thought yeah. he was awesome in that film. Yeah. You know, it's a great maybe, movie. It, of course, everything came together in the seventies. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I just loved it. I absolutely loved that film. So yeah, Burn After Reading is actually what I was thinking about the other day because I rent. I used to work at Blockbuster. Oh first. dear God! Yeah, so into oh. a Blockbuster was my first job. Well, that's a good yeah. Let's one. just say it was my first job when I was eighteen. <laughs> that's a good um, one. And I was you could take five movies home a week, so Burn After Reading was one of them. And I was at the time I forgot what it was, but I loved everyone in the cast. Was John Malkovich. George Clooney, Brad Francis Pitt. Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand. Oh. And I forgot what I had seen her in previously that made me really like it with her. But I was like, oh, these are all people I've just seen in other movies. Yeah. Was it Fargo, maybe? I know I, saw, I know I did watch Fargo. Another Coen Brothers. Yeah. yeah. Another Coen Brothers. Maybe, that, maybe it was Fargo that kind of pushed me to do that. I did not know her name until that film. And okay. that's when I was like, who is that? Yeah. And I adore her. I think yeah. she's pretty good. Oh, she's, she's a little incredible. quirky and weird, and but yeah. put her in a script and, and just let her go. I just think she's amazing. Oh, yeah. Burn After Reading was one of those movies that I think everyone should watch, but it's also one you can't describe. Because even at the end, um, with my boy, uh, oh, darn it, what's his name? He's Spider-Man's boss. Oh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons at oh, the end. Yeah. <laughs> he described the movie perfectly, and I was like, this is... It's true. I'm not going to give the movie ending away. We'll talk about it after, but it's just like the way he described it was like, yeah, that's... I don't, okay. That, that basement yeah. scene is hard to, oh, to get past. Oh my god! Right, George Clooney again. <laughs> yeah, right. George yeah. Clooney again. Yeah. So tell me why I was driving home the other day, and I just kind of had that image in my head, which is like, well, what is he? He's like, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> and he was pedaling. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Tilda Swinton. That's also who's in it. Tilda oh, Swinton. Tilda great. Yeah. You know, and I, um, another one of my favorite directors, so uh, is uh, is Wes Anderson. Oh, great! Okay. And and I made a film that was of his flavor, and I couldn't Very help symmetrical. but uh, symmetrical the colors. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, I I was had Alec Bald. I had the Royal Tenenbaums in in my mind because I was like, how am I going to put this together? And I'm like, if I Wes Anderson this, I can do whatever I want, and that's what I did. Very and cool. so and I narrated it. Oh, nice. So and it's fun to narrate your own stuff, but we really did it for time. I mean, I I knew what I wanted from the talent. Why don't I just go ahead and do it? Because we only have forty eight hours right, to do it. Right. And it was one of uh, one of the things I'm most proud of is that film that you can see that I've been influenced by Wes Anderson and that I could Very recreate. Cool. It. Isn't that what we do? We yeah. recreate what we have loved exactly. and our influences. And then I just watched The Shining with my class yesterday. Nice. Because they chose it. Let me tell nice. you. And I realized that as I'm watching it, I did that shot in Legend of Lake Lorraine. Oh, so I've nice. recreated a shot from there that I didn't even put together until I saw The Shining again. So, cool. so those are the moments that I, I wish for you as a filmmaker that you can see what you have loved and known and to show it again put in it your own way. Screen. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty great. That is awesome. <laughs> the secret goal of the podcast, like for me, is just getting a lot of creative energy out because like I just, I think at the time, uh, work was just kind of like, I get to be rather creative at work. I think the job I had before I was pretty creative in what I did, but at the same time, a lot of formulaic. And even now with school and everything, I'm kind of like locked into a process, which is fine. I like building processes. Locked I into like, a process. That's an yeah. interesting way of putting it. I, yeah. like, I like building processes. I like iterating on them. But I also like, <laughs> as someone put it once, they said in a review that they, I need to be somewhere where I, my gregarious nature would better serve me. And I have never been have anyone tell me so nicely I don't belong somewhere. 
Mm. And so for me, I was laughing. I was like, what is that supposed to mean? And like, yeah. oh, no, no, it's a good thing you're outgoing. I was like, yeah, you just basically told me to fuck off without really saying it. Oh, man. So cool. I'm going to start doing fun stuff. And that's what I was like, yeah. you know, instead of just watching, like, I enjoy watching, like, you know, you guys talk about movies and scores. I grew up with, like, old skater videos yeah. and, like, mosh pit scenes. So, oh like, gosh. doing that, like, even my favorite movie for a while was The Mask. No, sorry, it was, um, I did like the nope. mask. Ace Ventura won. Oh, heck yes. Oh, yeah. But my favorite scene was when he brought in Cannibal Corpse and the, had the whole mosh pit scene. Yeah. Jim Carrey actually brought in Cannibal Corpse for that scene. Did he really? Yes. He's That's a awesome. Hardcore metal fan. Oh, my God. So for me, I was like, this is the kind of stuff, like, if I can make, like, honestly, somewhat ironic, trashy skate yeah. films with my friends, I'm just going to do you that. Do that? Just to have fun. Can I ask you something, Zach? Then when you think you back. Oh, I did. Uh, I just said that last week. Too. No. I asked you a question. I'm like, you I didn't. had to do it. I know, I, I know, I know. And now I'm going to remember to not do that to, to my customers. Uh, <laughs> um, so when you think back to that story where somebody told you that you were your gregarious nature could yeah. be, you know, better served at some, uh, how, whatever you say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you still have negative feelings attached to that? I mean, do you do you receive still receive it as a fuck off, or were they really trying to? I, I want to know how you because only think, you were there. I think right? it was a clash of personalities. Okay. I think it was also um, for the kind of work that I do. My energy can be a lot for people who choose to go into that industry. Hmm. Um, and what is that? <laughs> You you don't want to say that's okay. Uh, we don't well, talk about our jobs. That's all right because yeah. I understand. I identify with this because yeah. I mean that's why I work re- retail. Yeah, and that's why I teach. I I have to have it. Right. I have to have this. I have to have interaction with people. Right. I, it's just and if I don't, I I diminish. So I think I don't take it as a. I didn't take it as. A, I took it as a. I take it both as like a negative but also a motivator because I don't really Great. do the whole like. Oh, I feel negative and I'm going to like whatever. Yeah. For me, it's like, even if this isn't my place, there are people who do what I do, do what I like to do, and are just as loud and have fun as much as I do. So True. I just need to be around more of those people and yeah. not try to settle into a box of what those people who say my gregarious nature is too much for them. They don't, right, they don't pay my check. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't care what they yeah. say. Like, I just know there's people who will do that. And the company I'm with now, I am for them, I am celebrated for like, there you me go. being me and like I want to continue to promote that and keep doing what I do and have fun because it's all having fun like someone it's like the um, I'm going to say this wrong it's not isekai isekai is a genre of anime where you fall into a video game and take Ooh. over it's the other one where like you balance out your life based on what you're good at what you can make money from what is that concept called I always forget but, I don't know but I want to know it because yeah. we'll, we'll I believe it we'll figure it out we're not going to Google it during this time because Cobb will Cobb will give us crap <laughs> Googling during a session again. We used to we have a whole thing where we used to like not prepare super well. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> and but Google I mean, that during... never prepares. But I I want to know what that word is because I I've, I've been talking about it a lot lately about yeah. finding um what you I could, okay let let's bring it down yep. boil it down that whole comment about if you do what you love you don't work a day I'm in going your to life. search it while we talk because it's still productive Sweet. and we're gonna do that way because yeah. isn't that what we're getting at <laughs> yeah. I mean like you don't work a day in the in your life if you're doing what you love I'm yeah. like that's that's a bunch of crap it is. I'm so glad you said that because I've always hated that I, I was like, <laughs> no matter what I'm doing it still work but let me tell yeah. you something and then I realized I was wrong oh interesting okay, okay. I have always thought it was crap. I'd only stay in a job for like two years because then I got bored or I grew yeah. out of it or I evolved, you know, mm. and I'm now in a, of course, well, let's talk in two years. 
but, uh, <laughs> but I, for, it was teaching. Teaching for me mm -hmm. I finally became the thing that I went, oh, my gosh. I, of course, I had to get my education to back all that up. So anybody who's saying anything about the student loans, I could not do what I do if I did not have my master's degree. But yeah. what I will say is teaching fills my soul in a way that nothing, no other profession has done. So I do get paid for the things, the way I think. I'm getting paid for the way I think yeah. and helping others to, you know, figure knowledge. out how they think too. And I'm helping other people do it. This is how I give back to the world. Yeah. This is how I help make the world a better place. Yeah. And, and now I'm getting paid for it. That's awesome. And a speaking event at WCC, when I get to talk about myself and my filmmaking, I mean, yeah. this is, this is how we do it. Yeah. So you're on, you're already on the right track. For me, it took a lot longer. So I hope, <laughs> I hope I get to talk to you one day when you say you're right. It's called it's yeah. not crap. It's called ikigai. It's crap until it's not. Yeah. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. It's called, sure. It's called ikigai. Ikigai. Yes. It's basically, um, it's a Venn diagram that goes over what you love, what you're good at, what you can be paid for, and what the world needs. <gasps> and mm. didn't I just describe that? Yeah. Yeah. I just described Beautifully that. Stated. How do you spell that? I K I. I K I G A I G A I G A I Okay. Ikigai. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Because I, I, I won't know it until I see it spelled. Yeah, totally. So, and, yeah. That, and that's why I was getting isekai messed up because like, it's so close. Okay. Um, so it, it's that thing where, to answer your question, um, I don't feel negativity towards it. Good. I do kind of feel like a whole, like, kind of, it's kind of like a, I, <laughs> I'm a metalhead. So I get a lot of reminder FUs and those, <laughs> like, motivate me because it's like, you know, you aren't going hard enough for the gym, you know, like a bully might, like what Eminem says, you bully yourself to make yourself the best, right? Yeah, yeah. Those negative things that most people would kind of like say like, oh, this is so bad, I can't believe, whatever, that's always been just fuel for the fire. I, I am that. a fire. I don't care what goes in. Yeah. I just hate if I put off black smoke, so don't throw rubber into me. Yeah, but you know, for me, because I, I, I can only speak for myself, I, and it might be my upbringing or being a woman or in my birth order, I don't know, but it always made me doubt myself. It, it always made me question like, am I too much? Am I just too much for people? I've Do they not think that I'm real because I'm just really, you know, excited about it? You know, that kind of thing. I've definitely had that. But I think at the same time, I found people who also felt that way. Like, honestly, going to hardcore shows, going to pits was great because no matter how loud I got, I also wasn't the loudest. Yeah. So it didn't matter anymore. It's just a bunch of kids who wanted to go throw hands and jump off stage and get wild. And it didn't matter what everyone else thought. And at that time, too, nothing mattered. It didn't matter what color I was. It didn't matter how loud I was. It didn't matter. Any, nothing mattered because everyone was there for the same reason. Yeah. And like F Tiger Army FTW, you know, that's just kind of like. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, fuck the world. Oh, fuck the <laughs> world. What, what did you say just before that? Tiger? Tiger Army is the band. Tiger Army. And the song is like FTW. Oh, nice. Okay. Because it's not to... like about like watching the world burn or anything. It's just like, you know, yeah. if, if the world and the world is, you know, you're, you're upgrading or whatever, like tries to cage you down. Yeah. Bounce it off. That's just one world of one group or one whatever. You don't have to subscribe to it just because you're told. Yeah. I don't have to subscribe to this because I'm told to subscribe to it. Nonsense. Yeah. But you know what What I think is a great follow-up point to make is that, yeah, f you know, fuck FTW. Are we swearing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, fuck yeah, the absolutely. world. Uh, uh, fu <laughs> fuck all them. But it also, when you need to make those changes, they may not happen immediately. It's it's got to become part of your ritual, yeah. your practice. Mm, absolutely. That it, it, it doesn't change on a dime. It changes on a curve. You know I mean? you, oh, yeah. you got to start heading in that way. It's so. like that whole thing where you see someone talking about, like, the path to success. It goes ups and downs. Yeah. It's not just constantly up. It's just, you know, whatever. Um, we turn this 
from a movie introspective <laughs> into a life introspective, which is yeah. great because this is the organicness we want out of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That said, I think we may need to have a round two with Heather at some point. Oh, I fully agree. I thought we Whenever were doing writing. 70 or 17 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so. we are doing like, you know, just, yeah. we're just adding another you know? person. Yeah, yeah. and, and then we can talk more about the, how I sold my motorcycle for my budget for this film. Yeah. See, we, yeah. we, we, only, we yeah. literally, we can just tell this episode scratching the surface Wait, before we wrap up, I want to do wrapping something. up yet. Oh, we're not. Okay. I was, right. I was looking at the time going, we should start. We are like, getting close. Kind of <laughs> putting it towards the funnel again. Yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to swerve us back yeah, a little yeah. bit. I appreciate that. Because I, I have questions for the filmmaker, too. But go ahead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, Zach, I want to know what artist you want to work with if you were going to Yeah, that's movie. right. We answered that question. I want you to answer it. All right. So, if I'm going to work with an artist, I'm going to have to go with Mike Valley's band. Oh, yeah. The skateboarder, right? Yeah. Mike, yeah, yeah. What's his band called? Forgot. Okay. I just recently watched you, The Hangover, so I know he has a band. Hangover, and that one yeah. scene where he's in is his band. Yeah. And I was okay. like, yeah, I forgot about that band, and I, I would love to have out. him in there. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we've been talking about scores, but do you have soundtracks? Because, I mean, the first soundtrack that pops in my head is, is Baby Driver for me. I mean, oh, I love okay. to drive oh, things. Yeah. I love to drive things. And I, Baby Driver got me. In a similar vein, Drive is probably my favorite soundtrack. That's a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, is that good? I'm going to throw Ocean's 13 in. Ocean's it, has, it has a lot of everything. Okay. It's just, it's just movement. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I love, love I love the contrast of like how everything moves in that. So. And now yeah. I'm gonna be popping that on and be like, Alexa, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Alexa, play me. <laughs> Watch somebody's gonna listen to this yeah. and they're gonna, Alexa, play uh, the soundtrack. To, uh, <laughs> Alexa, play Borat. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. No. Okay, playing Borat. <laughs> Okay. Alexa, volume to 10. <laughs> Zach, Zach doesn't like horror movies, so we need to recommend him a horror movie that we think he would like. All right. Well, let me let me just ask then. Let me start this by what I do with my students is the very first day of the, the term, I put in front of them a Google form that I call the FUSS, F-U-S-S. Okay. And it stands for the fucked up shit scale. Okay. Okay. Yep. And then I have them rate, you know, I don't even put what 10 is, but I put like zero being like, you know, Sesame Street. Right. Um, and where... Where do you, where are you on this scale? Because I got to know where we are. Um, where do you think, if I'm going to recommend a horror film to you, where on the fuss scale should it be for you? Like fucked up shit being 10. I would say, honestly, like a three or four. Oh, dang. Yeah. And you already said Poltergeist, so. Because well, um, like the, and- pro- the problem is like when you get that higher in the scale, it kind of opens up, I think, again, a lot of those things they try to avoid mm. with horror films. So it's almost like. What kind of effed up are we talking? That's where we're kind of like. Have you seen any Ari Aster? I was just gonna say that would be a good recommendation. I don't yeah. think so. No. Um, no, I'm just gonna say no. I have not. Yeah. yeah. Do I, you, oh, he's one of my favorite directors right now. So, which which one of his films are you most drawn to? Because I could I could say two right now. Yeah. Well, I I go to his. Uh, have you seen his student films that he did? Um. No. And and I I'm I'm kind of saving it because when I so. Uh, hereditary is hereditary uh, rated by my students is somewhere between an eight and a ten for them. The name I've heard. I've heard the title. I did not know Ari Aster before Hereditary, even though I'd already seen Midsummer. It's like it took Hereditary for me to go, oh my god, this guy's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so I haven't seen him stuff because it really messes me up. <laughs> it really messes oh, it, me up. It drains you. There's, I mean, I can think of like three movies where I've considered walking out of the theater. Oh and the God. scene in Hereditary, yes. you know the one I'm talking about. Is it the was, this one? Or uh, the drive the, scene. Oh, that one's yeah, good too. Th- I, that was For me, it was this. That that also really yeah. tough. But that moment, I was like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna, I might need to leave. 
I mean, it leaves. So that one messed me up in the head. I guess so. I just don't enjoy those feelings that you're talking yeah, yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, and I think it comes to a lot of background too. Like previous to this, the career I was going into had a lot of like actual life-threatening stuff. Yeah. So in general, the concept of being afraid doesn't do much for me because sitting and being afraid isn't really like. Well, then let me ask you this: Have you seen Jordan Peele's? He produced the most recent Candyman sequel. I have not. I have you seen it? Have you seen the, I have the not, Candyman no, sequel? Not, no. I had you not seen it. No, they waved to us. Oh, <laughs> yeah. we've got people watching us. I'm a big Jordan, Field, Jordan oh. Peele fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, loved Nope. Um, yeah, nope was and great. considering how I can put him in my curriculum, but I did not know that he had made a Candyman film. Okay. And so I watched his film and then went back and watched the original because it is a true sequel. Okay. And he explains Candyman, and I really loved his perspective. And it's an inner city. Um, I mean, it was. It was a, about a place that actually existed, and I just, I don't know. I mean, I wonder if it's something you'd be I guess it's just one of those things in. that I just don't Because it see. is lore. It's lore. Yeah. I guess it's, for me, it's like one of those things that I don't ever, I didn't need to explore the concept of fear. Oh, my so gosh. it's just nothing I never really, like, indulged in. I feel in like I want to hug you. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's going to be okay. I, it's just one of those things. I never, yeah. like, I, I, told, I told my buddy of mine that, like, we'll talk about stories that happened when we were kids, like, yeah. things we've seen, and it's just like. Most people will be like, oh, my God, are you okay? And we're just like, oh, that was just another day. That was just Tuesday. Huh. That's – we're good, wow. right? <laughs> yeah, wow. we're fine. How do you think that's formed you? Like, how does that affect you as – like, not, I mean, just that you're not, not really afraid of things? Are you hyper aware of things? or Definitely hyper aware. Just... I think a lot of uh, – I guess I'll also put a preface is also that my family has a military background. So a I lot do. of run towards mindset. A lot of run, run towards, towards run, mindset. run towards shield and protect. Kind of was the was the basis of a lot of my. Oh, and this is what Barbarian had me ask myself. Oh, probably my one of my favorite horror movies in the past like five six years. And it's like, available. On, I think on Schwarzen- HBO Max. Schwarzenegger right did. Uh, no. no. Oh my god! I re- oh, good one. Good one. I got it. I got it. I got it. I love that. I got that one. You've seen Whitest Kids, you know. Yeah. Okay. So one of the members made this horror movie. I don't want to say really anything. Okay. Um, I don't know if you would enjoy. Do we it briefly together. talk about it? Actually, I don't know, I know you brought up, either. I know you brought this up recently. Yeah, the last episode we were talking yeah. about like what we've been watching. I've seen it twice now. I've only um, seen it the one time. I'm waiting again. I want to give it a little more space. Boy, it is just like I. I think yeah. I don't know that you would enjoy it, but just from like a, a writing standpoint, man, it just flips the typical narrative structure on its head. We did. T- oh, you know, we did talk about that. Yeah. And that's Which why sick. another thing, one of those things where it's like that fight, shield, protect. Okay, so fight, shield, protect uh, mindset really kind of like changed my career path. Um, <gasps> and it will, we can talk about that a little bit more at length after the podcast. But um, I'm not really sure there's any horror movie you could recommend me that I'd be like, yeah. I'm Calvin's great at recommending movie movies, but I'm just this is not a genre that I can sync or vibe I, with. I have one that I think you won't hate, um, <laughs> and that is more in line with like what you enjoy. Okay. So you you want like pre-industrial revolution type horror? Yeah. Not I something mean, super scary. I would recommend, and this is a buddy of of Ari Aster's who we were just talking about. Uh, Robert Eggers did this awesome movie called The Witch. I was just thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, it's an awesome movie, just like kind of culty, but very slow burn. It's not crazy, super violent. No, not Um, really the jump scare type Not at all, not at all. Jump scares, I would say, jump scares in general just make me laugh. Yeah. Because again, like if you... You see all the movies or the, the memes or people jump scaring people and they get yeah. end up getting punched. That's kind of what would happen if you jump scared me. Like, yeah. it's not even on purpose. I'm not trying to hurt people. Yeah. It's just like, 
Ah, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the witch is from? a good one. The, wi- the witch is a good suggestion. And okay. I think one that you could you could explore. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, interestingly, when I saw The Shining, um, you know, if you watch The Shining, not for the scare, but at, for the cinematic value that it offers as as a. I had not I not seen The Shining in a really long time because I've seen it. It, it was my it was my one film and I, I knew it. I knew this film. But I also don't know this film as a fifty-three-year-old, you know, person now that's been sober for a while. And alcoholism is a huge part of mm. that story yeah. Yeah. that I did not relate to as a young person. And now I'm watching it understanding how he is he is not sober. That's why. That's yeah. what that is. Is he is just he is he is acting drunk, right? Um, and then and then the ghosts come in. But <laughs> why, yeah, um, then, and then Grady lets him out of the cooler. But he, it's it's what I'm seeing. It's the way the story is told visually that mm. I find so. I've never seen it with my director eyes mm-hmm. until yesterday. Yeah. And it was really incredible to watch. I mean, an elevator full of blood. Right. I mean, what an incredible. I remember thinking, oh, my God, what the heck? Why, how would you get so much blood in there? And now I'm just like, no. it's. Rep- I mean, it's just, wow. You I might go straight to you. It's going to get in the carpet. I think in, in that gorgeous carpet geometric. Gotta steam it out. And, oh, here we go. You just can't have to rip yeah. that out. That's, that's on the floorboards. But now. do you watch The Shining with your director eyes, or do you watch it as a, as a horror film fan? How do you watch it? That's interesting. I think because um, that movie's so elevated, mm-hmm. I think um, it's not like the tip. I think I think of a lot of horror. I think it can be like seen as like not. It's not cinema. Like people kind of look down on horror. Absolutely, they do. Yeah, but yeah. but those like it's the not shining wholesome. is not one of those. So um, I think you can do both, but I think I lean towards the more director eyes because yeah. I'm always looking at like his shot composition in that movie is like perfect. It's beautiful. The scene where he's like riding the tricycle down the hallway isn't that incredible? Oh, at his level, they had to make a rig for that to work. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. Isn't that so awesome? Cool. Yeah. And just like the way the carpet is set up, like it just, just such well, a beautiful. And film. then the, of course the steady cam that they use in that, and that yeah. makes you feel how big it is and how isolated they are. Yeah. And that you know when they the beginning of the film is panoramic views of this incredible, you know, the mountain-esque, but you can see the helicopter blade going, you know? I mean, but you get the feeling, you have to drive all the way there. And if you read the book, I mean, they really were hoping their car was going to get them there, you know? (laughs) I mean, just how far out they were and and just by themselves. And listening to Fresh Air had, did you? Terry Gross is the best. Terry Gross is the best. Did you listen to the Halloween episodes that they just had? Oh my gosh. So listening to Stephen King talk about um, The Shining and, and it just, it was just awesome listening to him talk about yeah about how he would love to shoot people in isolation like Cujo I'd forgotten yeah. that Cujo is actually a, yeah. a horror film of isolation yeah. but in a much smaller space yeah like, I just loved it you can definitely see how movies like kept inspiration like The Grey I think had a great inspiration from Cujo and it wasn't a direct tie to it oh I don't know that one that's the one with Liam Neeson and he has to like go fight all these wolves basically <gasps> yes I think so I have seen a, it but I've forgotten it's not a direct it. like oh this is inspired by this but definitely Cujo kind of plays as yeah. far as like the setup, you're all alone, like you know, all that rescue stuff. Um, we have nine minutes. Oh wow! To be out of this room. Okay. <laughs> I do not want to stop this. We will definitely have a part two. Yeah. I would love that. Featuring Heather Irvine from Four B Studios at Four B Studios on Instagram and at Four B Studios. Ford Studio B. Four Studio B. <laughs> Ignore everything I said. Put the B 
after. Otherwise, we'll say 4B Studios. Just That's check right. the show notes. It's all in the <laughs> Make sure you follow. I've got a logo and everything. Yeah, we go. <laughs> We're going to come back next time with um, SS22 Star Wars intro. We'll figure out how to do that. That's right. Um, oh, that would just make me so I need to get back. Into, I need to get back into animating things for the podcast because, um, as you all know before, I did almost it on my phone. This phone doesn't have a stylus anymore, so I've been kind of screwed. So, yeah, we'll be getting back into that pretty soon. Any closing thoughts or regards for our guests? Um, Anything you want to talk about you're working on going yeah, forward? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got some ideas for what I want to do for next year. Okay. Nothing you can say. Um, I'd like to make it like a reunion. Okay. And, like, have everybody involved. Part three. But, yeah, we'll see. If you need SS any, if you, two three. If you need know. any uh, drone establishing shots, someone just got Dude. licensed. Dude, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I'm ju- I've only sent two emails about it, so yep. and I'm waiting for something to come back. So we'll we'll see. We'll see TBD. Yep. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Like, what an awesome discussion. I love talking. Oh, this was, has been my pleasure. Awesome. Yeah. And I know you were coming in thinking, oh no, what are we gonna do? I was like, just trust me, it'll be organic. It'll be. I wasn't worried. Okay. I really just was like. I wanted to make you know I'm 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 an overachiever. I want to make sure I was prepared. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're here to high five life. Oh yeah, heck like yeah, like with that. a vengeance. I like that. <laughs> Tina Fey. <laughs> high fiving a million angels is what she says. So. We're pull the high fives off our back. You be kind. Oh, dang. <laughs> thanks so much for having me. I really Absolutely. appreciate it. Yeah, this was, ton, this was a ton of fun, and we were like trying to find time to do guests and like. It also works. So I'm glad it came together. Glad we synced. I think I wandered into the venue randomly to see what was going on. I found a podcast room. I'm like Calvin, did you come here? Now? I yeah. like, grabbed him. I was like, we got to come here now. Yeah, we need to yeah. come look at this place. This <laughs> you have a podcast and you're looking for a space. This is the spot to do it. But not yes, while we're is. doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unless you want to find your own time. <laughs> oh. Oh, I like that. <laughs> the collaboration prey. The collaboration. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it wonderful well uh thanks everyone thanks for everyone thanks. yep take care outro music cocktail twins Got me. watch lar <laughs>